Hello, and welcome to Quirk and Circumstance, a podcast about living a life outside the box, even if you spend the majority of your time in a cubicle or within the bounds of a role like professional or parent. In this episode, I'll be the turtle, you'll be the snail. My friend Julie joined me for a two-week pen pal challenge while she traveled on an adventure up and down the West Coast from Los Angeles to Alaska and back again. Now, Julie and I chose this challenge because we live in different time zones and haven't been able to catch up as much as we did when we lived in the same city. Before we began our challenge, I just had to ask the internet about the benefits of having a pen pal. I also wanted to see if anything had changed in the universe of pen palling since I had written letters many years ago. And in short, nothing has changed. Not a thing. You just agree to be a pen pal, and then you start writing. The benefits are great, though. Google told me that research has shown positive outcomes for people who are incarcerated that correspond with a pen pal outside the facility. And seniors, especially those who are housebound, who buddy up through pen pal programs, um, also are, you know, get a lot of rewards from the programs. Um, and these programs have sprung up in cities all over the country. For kids, having a pen pal in a faraway location can be educational, teaching about a different culture or teaching them how to empathize and have compassion for someone in a different situation than them. Well, for anyone in a pen pal relationship, Patience is definitely necessary as you methodically write about yourself and ask questions and wait for a response. This type of communicating definitely feels like something from another era. Now, it's not great for work in 2018, but it is great for the off-work hours and for those relationships that you really want to keep going when the pace of our modern lives makes it tough to connect in real time. So here's Julie and me and a bit of snail mail my friend Julie. Thank you so much for joining me on um, Quirk and Circumstance. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I am really excited to finally get together too. I know um, our our friendship spans a time zone. You know, we are a time zone away from each other. So it's actually not easy to line up the time to be able to talk on the phone, which is why I feel like this particular challenge that we're doing is actually perfect. I agree with that. And I'm also very excited about the challenge because we won't have the problem of coordinating phone calls. That's right. Um, So our challenge, which we arrived at after much texting, um, our challenge is going to be basically to revive the idea of a traditional pen pal. We're going to write letters or postcards or, you know, snail mail things back and forth for a period of two weeks. Um, and then you had the great idea of, you know, giving it another week afterwards to let the snail mail catch up, which I think is great. And then we have our final conversation. Yes. Yes. Because so, there may be things that we learn that happens um, to talk about in the final conversation that we actually don't know happened uh, if we haven't gotten the mail yet. Yeah. Which is a great point. So we had a couple of um, like inspiration. They're really inspiration articles as much as they are inspiration videos. And I wanted to ask you what you thought of those. So one of them was, um, it was a video with two ladies who have been pen pals for like 40 years since they were small children. Um, and then they finally met each other 40 years later and their pen pal relationship had evolved from writing letters as kids all the way to, you know, Facebook messaging. So they kept up with the times, but what did you think when you saw that? I mean, patience, was what I thought. I was like, wow, I would have just tried to visit that person right away when, you know, I got to a point in my life where I thought it would have been, you know, feasible to, to pull off and, and, and meet face to face. Um, and they were like patient and just kind of were enjoying the space that they had become friends in, which was, you know, communicating through, traditional forms of, of media, um, through the mail and whatnot. Um, and so, yeah, they didn't rush anything. They were just like, we're, we're just gonna, you know, write each other and, and that's how we catch up. And, you know, they did evolve through the times with technology making that easier and easier, but, um, it was exciting to, to see that they finally met up in real life. And I would imagine it was right around their 50th birthdays as well. So that's like, you know, lots of milestones happening, uh, for those two. That's a really good point. I, I like that idea of like just 
it's maybe it's patience, but it's also that, and you mentioned that, that just being comfortable with the relationship as it is, you know, like here's what it is. It is a letter writing or emailing kind of relationship and it doesn't have to be an in-person friendship. It's actually like a lovely type of friendship as it is. But I, I think the same thing as you, it's like, well, you know, if, if there's like letter writing happening back and forth, then of course you want to see the person in real life. Like that's gotta be the goal. But for 40 years, they were cool with it just as it was. Yeah. I think, I think one thing that's really interesting about that, that I just kind of like, you know, was able to reflect on my own life is having moved far away from home, which you're in the very similar situation of, you know, traveling a lot and moving a lot. It's you make friends along the way and you're not always in the same city as them anymore. You're not in the same city as your family and, and figuring out what, what is the best way to communicate with those people who you still want active in your life. Um, and you know, some people like texting, some people like phone calls, you know, some people like, um, Skype or FaceTime, you know, and some people always still like to meet over coffee to catch up down the street kind of thing. So it's always kind of navigating, you know, what works best for the people in that friendship. And, you know, I think what, what they were able to show was just something really cool and kind of steadfast through time. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it's really moving to see them too. Cause they're like crying and hugging oh, and like, so <laughs> and like, you're shorter than I thought you would be. I mean, it was, it was amazing. I'll put a link to, um, to the video in the show notes for anybody who's, who's listening that wants to see that video. Um, so the other one, I don't know if you had a chance to watch the second one. It was part of an article that's about why it's good for kids to have pen pals. Um, and we're not, you know, people of the child variety, but I, I do like to think that each of us has a healthy childlike enthusiasm for life. And so um, I thought, you know, it's still okay to watch something like that and see, you know, if there's something to learn from it. And in the video, it talked about, you know, here are the things that kids can get from writing letters. So patience, again, so brought up kind of your idea of patience again, you know, what's it like to communicate with somebody and wait for a while to get a response. And then, um, you know, also creativity, like what is it like to describe a situation instead of just, you know, just kind of spitting out a bunch of words about it, but really like being intentional and kind of mindful with how you want to portray, you know, a situation that you want to convey to your friend. Um, and the last thing that I thought when I was watching that one um, was, you know, how it kind of feels like traditional letter writing. It does feel different than like an email catch up to me. Like, you know, when I catch up with somebody via email I haven't talked to for a while, it's kind of like, oh, so here's what's going on with work. Here's what's going on with my love life. Here's what's going on with my cat. Here's what's going on with my family. You know, it's like you kind of you hit like the bullet points. Right, right. And then that's kind of it because you're like, well, we're not going to talk for a while. So like now you have the update on me. What's the update on you? Here's a picture of me, you know, whatever. So like here's all the things. But I feel like letter writing, when I think about like the olden days when people write letters, it seems like it was a lot of like, and today I went to the store and, you know, <laughs> Mr. So-and-so had that lovely exactly. fabric I've had my eye on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Um, Yes. Uh, I actually didn't watch the video in the second thing <laughs> post. I actually read the article. I didn't realize there was a video to watch. So, yeah, it was way, way, way um, down at the bottom. I, I think, you know, a couple of things kind of come to mind with that. With First off, penmanship. In 2018, oh penmanship is terrible. Yeah. And, and I, I take notes, you know, in, in my job, I have to, you know, write things down or I take notes to come back to and whatnot. And and my, my chicken scratch is is basically only legible to me. And sometimes I even have a problem <laughs> um, reading it. So I have to like kind of look around for context of like maybe what that word means. And the idea of actually trying to write to somebody in, in letter form and not like postcards, sure. Um, kind of brief, fast, say hello. But if, you know, to actually write a letter, I'm like, oh goodness, I have to actually write really well and focus, focus actually on the penmanship and what I'm trying to communicate as well. So um, that's, I feel a little bit of a challenge in 2018 is just slowing down and, and actually paying attention to uh, being really thoughtful and communicative. Same, same, same to all of it. All of it. I was like, I don't know how my hand is going to handle <laughs> writing full and complete sentences legibly for someone else. Because like, just like you, I don't, I usually can't even read what I wrote. So 
Good luck, Julie. <laughs> Good luck well. um, okay. So have you, I want to ask you a few questions about kind of your, your history, right? So have you had a pen pal before? What's your history with writing letters to people? Um, I mean, I, I feel like, like the two women in, in the YouTube video, I, you know, I think we were matched up with pen pals when I was in fourth grade with, uh, with a school that was, you know, 20 miles away. Right. Not, not that far where at the end of the year, the goal was that like the pen pals would meet each other. So you'd write each other, I think twice, twice a month for a year. I have no idea. I do not remember at all my pen pal. Like I don't like, I remember the, the setup of the circumstance. I remember who my teacher was and whatnot. I have no idea what I wrote about or who my pen pal was. And then I remember going to like the field trip, but again, like the memory is just kind of blank on that one. Um, so I, yeah. So when I was fourth grade, um, it was really funny because at one point, I mean, like I was in an ATV crash at that, at that age and I broke my arm. So that was like exciting to write about, <laughs> you know, there's actually something going on in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but otherwise that, you know, I can imagine I talked about, you know, living on a farm and having a cat. So um, that's my only, that's my first like recollection with pen pals. Um, I do like sending postcards. Um, I'll send, you know, postcards to people that live you know, where I do just as far as just like saying hello, I think it's always fun to get snail mail from somebody that's not just some piece of junk mail mm-hmm. um, or communication that you don't actually want to read. Um, and I do like to grab postcards along the way, even if I don't, even if I don't have a chance to send them at, at that stop, wherever I go in my travels. Um, but I'll try to find ways and meaningful people to send those to. Um you know, whenever I get home and just want to say hello, there's a few that I've gotten in Central Valley, California that have like random cows on them. (laughs) They're amazing. They're great. So every once in a while, people will get pretty random postcards from me. Um, But yeah, I don't, you know, since, you know, in my later years, I have not had a pen pal or kind of revisited that. Um, There was recently an article I came about um, and I was going to try and find it to link to you to send that it was, somebody had basically started uh, an organization relating to sending postcards to elderly people oh. who are in senior care facility. Um, and I thought that was actually really cool. And I wanted to, to try and, you know, look more into that and like get involved with that. And I just haven't had a chance to, but hopefully, you know, one of the things that I take away from this might be to actually reach out to an organization like that and keep it up and, you know, reach out to, to people who are um, kind of, you know, uh, confined to a home. Oh my gosh. I think that's a great idea. And I love that somebody started that organization. Um, we will definitely figure out what organization it is and, um, and put that link in the show notes too. Um, so that anybody can get more information about it. It's such a cool idea. Um, I can remember kind of about that same fourth grade time period, having a pen pal. And I don't remember how I got hooked up with, um, it was like a brother and sister pair. I want to say it was like my mom's friend who knew these kids who lived in Guam. And so I was corresponding with the two of them and they sent me a photo and their stories were like, yeah, you know, like we went to school and blah, blah, blah. So like they were kind of regular, but their pictures were of the two of them, you know, like hugging and smiling and looking at the camera with their feet in this like crystal clear blue water and like little fish swimming all around them. That's amazing. Yeah. And I was like, how is that your weekend? Like my weekend is like going to the park in the suburbs, you know? (laughs) Right. And you're like crystal clear water, beautiful view, like 80 degrees all the time. Like how is that somebody's life? You know? Yeah. Um, So that's one instance. And we, I feel like we wrote for, I don't know, a good year or two. Um, I don't remember what happened there that phased it out, but you reminded me there was a campaign at my school. This is school related. And um, it was around the time of the first Iraq war. So it was like right around 1990-ish. Mm-hmm. And um, we wrote letters and put them in boxes with like care package stuff for some of the troops. Um, yeah, for some of the troops. I was going to say veterans, but that's not right if they're active, right? So yeah, for some of the troops that were like currently serving at that time. And they wrote us letters back to say thanks. And so we could, you know, keep the letters going for a little bit. And I think we, I think we did. Like, I think I, 
I had letters go back and forth with one of them a couple times and then, you know, and then it stopped, which it should because it's too long. Then it gets weird. <laughs> yes, I, I understand. <laughs> So, yeah. So I'm, I'm curious, you know, of all the challenges, cause I threw out a few ideas to you and I usually do with folks when I ask them to come on the podcast. Um, so I, I threw out a few ideas. So what was it about this one that, you know, piqued your interest or made you want to do it? Um, I like stationary and like, uh, <laughs> putting finally used to the stationary that I have. Um, and also, you know, like I said, picking up postcards along the way, I feel like I, I have the necessary tools to make this successful. My God, you um, make me need to upgrade my or like up my stationary game. There, it, well, so the other thing is because of timing, I know it's been, a, I know it's we've had a back and forth for a bit trying to trying to schedule this. I'm actually going on a small adventure. Um, next week. And so during our two weeks, I will, I will actually be gone for 10 of those days in uh, multiple cities. And so um, there was a perfect time, this like kind of aligned perfectly to actually get, you know, part postcards and letters from multiple cities and, you know, hopefully some interesting stories along the way because of what I have planned. So um, it just, I feel like worked out. In that sense. This is it. No, this is totally it. And now I feel like, oh my God, I can't ask you any questions about your trip because I need to know via the pen pal mechanism. Right. So my, my plan was to not tell you yeah. anything of the details, just that I was going on a trip and that you would be getting um, mail from elsewhere. Perfect. This is great. Okay. What do you think is going to be the biggest challenge besides penmanship? Consistency, right? I would actually like to send fourteen things out. Um, so I was I, pre pre trip. I was actually going to go get some stamps because I'm running low, um, and so I was looking online to see what kind of cool stamps they have out there right now, and there are a bunch. Um, and uh, packing, right? Like I do have to pack for these 10 days that I'm going to be gone. Um, so I just, I figured I'll just throw in some pins and some stationery and some postcards and hopefully pick up a couple of postcards along the way. Um, and I think the challenge is just, yeah, sp spending, you know, 20 minutes, um, a day to, to kind of just capture whatever happened or something that's fun. Um, and we also just as, you know, as our friendship has evolved, we haven't caught up in a while. So, you know, I could tell you a story of recent past that you may not have known, that kind of thing either. So I feel like, you know, there's there's plenty of of content. It's just a matter of being uh, uh, locking myself down to actually com commit to it every day. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same. I think I, I don't have any trips or adventures planned per se, but I do try to keep life interesting and keep things happening, you know, day to day. So I definitely have things that I think I'll be able to write about. And then you're right. I can, if I'm not sure, I can be like, well, Julie doesn't know about this one thing that happened six months ago, you know, and just exactly. fill it in. So. Right. Sounds great. Yeah. I have a funny story quickly to tell you about something that I opened yeah. recently, if that's, if that's okay. Um, yeah, of you know, course. We, you know, we get cards in the mail for birthdays and things and whatnot. And, and I, you know, I had a file of stuff that I needed to actually just go through. And that was kind of sitting on my desk for a while that I just kept putting stuff in. And I sat down to actually file, file it away um, a couple of months ago, actually. And uh, was going through everything, kind of shredding things that needed to be shredded, filing things that needed to be actually filed away for a couple of years kind of thing. Came across a couple of cards that I had put in from somewhere. I don't even know. And there was cash in them. It was amazing. It no, was like, it was no. like we celebrated whatever birthday that, that, that like, you know, my, my like aunt and uncle had sent me a card for, um, that I just didn't pull out the cash for whatever reason. So, um, yeah, the, it, the it, those are always really fun if you get, you know, money in there. Mail. Yeah, that's kind. Of, that's the best. That is the best. I love that you got to like get the gift all over again. <laughs> right. That was exactly what happened. I was like, wow. I think I'm more excited to open it again now than I was, you know, whenever it was that I got this card. So. <laughs> okay. Well, anything else before we get started with this challenge? Uh, no. So are we? Are we sending? It can be postcards. It can be letters. It can be just. Just so I know the the rules of of what we're of what we're trying to do. 
Yeah, I think so. Postcards, letters, whatever. Perfect. Awesome. For one day, I might just forward you some junk mail. Like <laughs> I was just thinking that. I was like, what can I repurpose? Exactly. <laughs> I could write a letter on the junk mail. It's true. It's true. And just say return to like sender, not, not like no longer here at this address. So and exactly. Your address, then you don't even have to pay for shipping, I don't think. Julie and I finalized the details and then began our two-week pen pal challenge. And two weeks later, we touched base again to talk about how it all went. Have a listen. I have to say I've been very excited to touch base with you about this challenge. Amazing. (laughs) It was a tough one, I feel. It was a tough one for me, too. I definitely did not execute it to perfection. I did my best. You did great. I think you did everything that you agreed to do. I did not write as many things as I had planned on it. It's so funny how the days just go by and you're like, oh, shoot, I missed a day. Oh, shoot, I missed a day. It's uh, Yes, I, I 100% agree. So if I missed a day, I would do it the next morning like before I did anything else. Wow. As if I was writing it that previous night. Thank you for your devotion to our two-week challenge, Julie. I Yes, it was it was a challenge, that is for sure. But I definitely feel like I was like, okay, I'll deliver. I signed up for this. I will, I will do this. You did. You brought it. You brought it. It was so fabulous to receive postcards and letters while you were traveling. And I have to say that because you were traveling around and we purposely, you know, you purposely decided not to tell me anything about it. It was fun. It was like, it was a mystery, you know, I was like, Ooh, where's Julie going next? And, um, I decided to stay off of your social media, like to not, you know, I still went on social media, but I didn't like seek out your profile. There was a part of me that was like, Oh, go click on her Instagram. I bet she's already got some photos up from her trip. And I was like, no, no, just wait, just wait. So- that that you exercise very good self restraint in that I was actually thinking about blocking you for the two weeks, <laughs> um, knowing that like it may have even just come up in your feed, uh, you know, even though you weren't necessarily searching it out. Um, I did not. It it wasn't that it was an intentional did not. It was that it got really busy and really hectic really fast. So after that fleeting thought, I didn't go back to it. Um, but it did cross my mind that I was like, oh, I'll just block her for two weeks and then she'll have to read my like <laughs> from the edge and back, you know? So. Yeah. Well, okay. So I just, I have so many thoughts. Um, your, I like that you took the challenge to another level. You know, for me, I was like, oh, let's just practice writing things back and forth for two weeks. But you were like, okay, let's time this with my trip and add this extra element of adventure, surprise, mystery. And for me, it was fun, you know, because I had I knew that all of that was going to unfold. And then I'm just like going through my day to day, like, oh, I went to work today and came home and went grocery shopping. You know, like I had many days that were like that. Um right. But how was it for you, you know, writing to somebody every day or almost every day, um, you know, knowing like you're, you're doing fun things, you know, you're traveling, you're, un, you're unraveling, you know, this story for another person. And then you're going to come home to like a big stack of everyday life. Well, so I, I mean, for me, I was actually excited um, to write them to you, knowing that you didn't know where I was going because it, it had been a while since we had caught caught up just in general. And then, you know, we decided to do this right before this trip. So I was excited to just like, you know, try and tell day's story every day at the end of the day. Um, which to be fair, the only exciting thing that happened was like, I moved cities along the way. There wasn't actually a lot of super exciting things that happened. So, um, I feel that even though my cities changed, it was very much kind of you know, standard things that I would normally be doing, but like, you know, in new cities per se. In so new settings, um, yeah. 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 And so I, you know, I will say though, one of the things that I really appreciated about, even though hearing, you know, you may think it was mundane hearing about your everyday life was the postcards and like mail stuff that you decided to send on was like informative about things that you're doing and, you know, the work that you're doing. And I thought that was a really nice layer of information that kind of was kind of compounded in the, you know, in the task. 
Yeah, in the te- that's right. That's right. It was like not only am I telling you about my day, but I'll give you a fun fact about my city or, you yes, know, a little exactly. piece of history or something. Yeah. I do feel like in those moments I'm sort of channeling like my, you know, my uncle who had a fun fact about everything. Um so can we talk about some of the details of your trip? Because I feel even if you were just in one location, there were some really fun things that I was happy to hear about. Yes. yes First of all, <laughs> your mom beat you and your sister at poker. Well, not poker. We were playing a game called Pitch. Um, oh, okay. But we were playing it for money. So um, there's a there's a card game called Euchre that I feel like a lot more people are familiar with. Um, it's very similar to that kind of game. Um, but I feel like if you grew up in one part of the country, you learned Pitch. And if you grew up in another part of the country, you learned Euchre. Um, and if you grew up in another part of the country, you didn't learn either because cards weren't really that you know integral to family life. Um, but anyway, so we played this game called pitch. It's a, you know, it's a Trump suit kind of trick taking card game where you go through a round of bidding and whoever wins the bid, um, has to get those amount of points. Um, otherwise they go set. And so, um, it was my sister and I's goal, I think to just take down my mother, of course, the card truck that she is. Um, and as you saw by the updates, my sister did a terrible job of that. Um, I, I at least was close to even. Um, it was my sister who took the fall and paid my mom the biggest share of our losses. Love that your mom's a card shark, first of all. And also, so were you playing like multiple games throughout the trip? So then at the end, it was like, who's up, who's down? Like, what's our total amount? Is that how it worked? Yeah. So what we were doing is we were keeping a, a ongoing tally of, so the, each game we, we played started off. The first game was a dollar. The second game was $2. The third game was $3. The fourth was four and the fifth was fifth. And once we got to the $5 game, we'd reset and go one, two, three, four, five again. So we played a handful of these full sets. And so in the $1 game, whoever won would get two bucks, right? Because each person who lost had to pay that, the value of the game. Right, right, right. And so, you know, you could, you could equalize things very quickly if you won the four or $5 game during that round. So, you know, to my sister's credit, I think she did win a $2 game and I think a $4 game along the path. So um, she did get a little bit of her money uh, back (laughs) in that sense, but um, it was more so that my mom just cleaned house and like, (laughs) No, I'd like to think that this is not necessarily, it's a good mix of like, you know, skill and chance, right? Obviously you have to deal with what cards you've been dealt, but you know, to the same extent of like, geez, mom, come on, you just keep winning. (laughs) And what kind of a winner is your mom? Like, does she heckle you both? Does she, cause that's what I imagine. I imagine her like laughing and enjoying every single second and like rubbing it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think there, you know, there is a little table talk. There is a little, you know, uh, kind of stabs in certain directions of like zingers. Um, but, you know, she's uh, not the most gracious winner, right? <laughs> she does have a few little like, you know, words that she'll say or whatnot. Or, you know, you just look at her and you can see the smirk and you'd be like, yes, I know I lost again. Like, <laughs> feel shut, like such shame, you know? Um, and it's just from a look, but it's the look from your mom. So it's like, you just know that, you know, she won and I, you know, I lost. Um, but yeah, so she, uh, she's very delightful to play cards with, um, you know, to, to that extent, this trip was for her birthday. Um, she's just turned 71 actually this past weekend, but the trip was for her 70th birthday. Um, so to still be able to, you know, go on adventures and play cards is is pretty great. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, having seen some of the pictures now from your trip, there's, I am shocked that she's 71. She does not look a day over 50. Amazing. I will, I will, I will tell her. (laughs) Um, So can we talk a little bit about how your, where your trip was and all of that? Yes. So um, I started off in route uh, to Seattle and spent uh, a couple of days up there with my cousin who lives up there. Um, And the reason why I did that bit of a stop was, my mom's flight was actually flying through Seattle. And so I was like, oh, I'll fly up a day early, hang out with my cousin and catch my mom's f- flight 
layover and take the same flight from Seattle to Alaska um, with my mom. So we did that. I hung out with my cousin, met my mom um, on her layover. We all had dinner. It was great. We were able to get her from the airport and then go back in. And then I checked in and everything. And then we flew um, the later flight to Anchorage and um, arrived in Anchorage, stayed the night. Then my sister met us up there. She was take she had coordinated she had coordinated such that she was going to take a cruise with one of her good friends, um, and end up in Anchorage the same day that we flew in. And so That's her perfect. friend flew home. Um, the the four of us went to like lunch, and then her friend went back to the airport, and then the three of us drove from Anchorage to a little town on the coast called Seward, Alaska, and it's like like nestled into this bay called resurrection bay and it's absolutely beautiful um i i had been there briefly once in a in a trip prior uh i took a cruise with my best friend actually in like 2015 it was hilarious and amazing mm-hmm. um but so we, our purpose of this trip was to get my mom halibut fishing so that was an adventure um my mom loves to fish i love to fish my sister maybe not so much loves to fish. Um, <laughs> but and- at 71 years old too, it's awesome that that's the trip that your mom wants to take. I mean, Alaska is wilderness. Like that's not like, that's no joke. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like we were staying at, you know, some fancy schmancy hotel, although our, like the place that we stayed at was absolutely amazing. And um, I would recommend, you know, a hundred times over. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's true, right? It's, it, you know, it's not that you're, in the city or around a bunch of people, you are very kind of isolated in that area, but it's so incredibly beautiful. And just, you know, the people that you interact with are amazing and the fishing was great. And at one point you saw a bald eagle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, I believe what I'm going to say is illegal uh, or like the actions thereof are illegal. So I will preface this by saying, we did not do this. We saw somebody else do this. So we, the place that we were staying, um, somebody had like some neighbor down the road had, had walked out of their, the back patio with a big fillet of fish. It looked like a big, like salmon fillet perhaps. Mm -hmm. While we happened to just all be kind of looking out the window at like dusk and we see this person throw the fillet kind of near the water so that it would get taken with the tide. And, you know, somebody that we were with was like, oh, they're trying to get an eagle to come take this. And then within like 35 seconds, I mean, it was faster than I would have ever imagined. An eagle made a pass to try and get the fillet. And it was like, uh, it was absolutely amazing. And then you could see it circle back around and it made its second attempt to get the fillet and snagged this big, like, you know, two pound fillet out of the water and flew off. And, you know, you're just sitting there like I, you know, nowhere did I see a bird like this in any of the trees that were around here, that kind of thing. And then just like, boom, suddenly they're there and having a really nice dinner. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, I it just- was great. Yeah, I do. And so, and so, you know, I'm asking you to recount some of these things because I, I just want to really paint the picture of how cool it was to be getting these little like tidbits of stories, you know, about, you know, your trip to Seattle and then, um, you know, and then moving on and playing cards with your mom. And then here's this eagle that comes out of the sky and how cool that is. And then when the trip was over and you'd paid your mom what you owed her, it yes. wasn't the real trip wasn't over. You still had an, you had some other destinations, right? Yes. So um, we went back to Anchorage and my mom and sister flew their general direction to the same state back home. Um, And I flew down to San Francisco to stay with my other cousin. So my um, cousin who I stayed with in Seattle, his sister lives with her husband and kids in San Francisco. And so I was like, oh, I'll make it like a whole family affair and stop back down and hang out with those uh, with those kids in that side of the family. So I stopped in and took in two Oakland Athletics baseball games. Um, the one being the more funny story than the other, which is I took my little cousin, who's nine, uh, to her first baseball game ever. And she was very excited about it. Um, she, this was a kind of like her first outing in that sense to like a professional stadium. She had been to 
San Francisco 49ers like football scrimmages and practices, but not ever to like a full fledged game. So um, we went to the uh, man who they played totally skipped my mind. Oh no, they played the Los Angeles Dodgers. That was like why I wanted to also go. So um, anyway, so the Dodgers were in town in Oakland. I take my little cousin to the game and like, you know, five years ago, I had bought her her first baseball cap, which was like, of course, an A's hat, not a San Francisco Giants hat. But anyway, um, so she's wearing her hat. We, we're all set. We like couldn't find parking because it was a huge event and or, an ordeal. There was like a concert going on there as well at the other venue at the spot. So anyway, so there's a lot of people. So we get in a couple of innings late. And along the way, I was teaching her how to score a baseball game. So I had printed off a score sheet, one for each of us, so I could like show her what I was doing and explain to her what she was doing. Um, and she was totally understanding like the position and the, n- the numbers associated with that. It gets a little confusing because like Number three is associated with the first baseman, but like, you know, it doesn't make any sense with like three and one, that kind of thing. So anyway, she Mm -hmm. totally got it. She's totally understanding it. Very exciting. We get to the game. We score a couple of innings. She's super like excited about the game. And you can just tell, you can just like see from like her eyes, like the joy of just like being in a big stadium. There's a lot of people there. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, So much stuff going on, in fact, that like towards the later innings of the game, Los Angeles was ahead. Oakland was not winning. Um, some, you know, scuffle happened in the section in front of us. And then I see this woman start leaving the stadium. And then immediately I see another woman chasing after her. And I was like, oh dear, there's going to be a fight. And yes. like I, I lean over to my little cousin. Mind you, she's nine. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's going to be a fight. This woman is not going to like no one's going to get to this woman before she like hits this other woman. Oh, no. and sure enough, like in the aisle that we're sitting exactly next to these two women totally start fighting. Um, Jeez. Yes. And it escalated very quickly. You know, kudos to the security team and the police department who was also there to deescalating it rapidly. But um, yeah, so she saw not only her first league or her first uh, major league home run, she saw um, her first major league um, fan fight as well. So yeah, well, it is inevitable. So she got to just, you know, kill those two birds with one stone. Yes, exactly. The unfortunately Oakland lost, um, but that's okay. So anyway, so yeah, she had a blast. Her mom and dad were checking in with me throughout the night. They're like, is she tired? Like it's clearly well past her bedtime. And I kept checking in and, Hey, are you cool? She's like, Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. And like, she was like wide awake and super into it the whole time. And she, I don't even think she fell asleep on the way home. She was like super jazzed about attending her first major league baseball game. So fun. And then, yeah, yeah. So then, I, then I was up there for a couple of days, um, got to see some other friends and went to uh, the second of the L.A. Dodgers game against Oakland. Um, and then finally, eventually made it back to L.A. after a long, crazy adventure through basically, I feel, the entire Western United States. Yeah, you really did. It's like you went all the way up the coast and all the way back down. Yes, it was great. And I was like to, you know, to the point of this story, I was very excited to kind of find postcards and find things that I could send to you along the way. Um, I made sure. So like one of the big challenges for me was, I don't know if I'm like skipping along, but was I had to remember to like pack stamps and pack a Mm -hmm. couple of things to send you in case Mm -hmm. I didn't find anything. And so the stamps was the largest thing because I feel like that's something that you always forget. Totally. And then, you know, when you're traveling around different places, it's harder to figure out where to get them. You know, like you may not always have like a drugstore on the corner or, you know, whatever. Like you just may not be able to get them when you're out and about. So, no, so that's good that you stocked up before you went. It looks like you had, you, you were able to find some really cool different things to send. I mean, I've got just like a whole array of postcards and um, one of my favorites was you sent me a card that's from Tucson. Oh God. Yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> Tucson, Arizona. I ordered some cards from this amazing site and they, I think either sent me a card in air or 
were possibly trying to offload some stock and sending it as like a free with your order. So, so it funny. Was a lovely card about Tucson, Arizona, somewhere where I've actually yeah. never been. Yeah, they cracked me up. It was funny. Um, well, so <laughs> the one thing that kept coming up for me as we were writing, you know, back and forth was that I just, I felt so old timey. Like I just <laughs> felt so much. And I think I I wrote this to you at some point, like, I just, I don't know why, but suddenly my voice in my head sounds like I'm on Downton Abbey. Like, yes. oh, you know, I rather fancy these flowers that I received as a gift from my significant other. You know, I just, it's like, I don't know where that came from. I don't know why, you know, I quite like roses. Like, I don't know why that's happening, but there it is. And it's, I think it was just, I was just trying to like author, you know, some of the little moments of the day that might be interesting to tell you about. But I think, you know, when I found when I was really writing the letters, once I got over my weird Downton Abbey voice <laughs> in my head, was that there were some interesting things. I was like, man, if Julie was here, I would ask her, you know, I'd ask her, what do you think about, you know, all of this stuff happening? You know, everybody's talking about Twitter these days, and whether you should be responsible for something you commented on two or three years ago or not, you know, should there be an automatic delete feature? And what, you know, what does Julie think? And I can't ask her because she's somewhere and I don't know where yet, you know? And I thought that was kind of cool. And I think, you know, we talked in our, in our last conversation about how, you know, when you have time differences and you're, you're busy, it's just, it's harder to connect up. And so it was, kind of fun too to have this pen pal challenge and to be thinking about these things you know like I wonder what Julie would think about that when you know in my day-to-day I'm not necessarily you know having that thought and and I'm also it's really easy to just shoot you a text and go hey what do you think about I don't know Instagram is now doing stories like Snapchat is doing what do you what do you think is going to happen you know because of that so yeah. So it's it's just interesting. It was like, because I couldn't access you in this other way, I then suddenly had a million and one questions about a million and one topics. And so I got to put those into the letters. Yeah. I think, I think what's really interesting about that is relates actually back to your Downton Abbey letter writing voice, mm-hmm. which is, I think when you actually sit down to, to write something, right? Like actually with your, a pen or a pencil and paper um, is you ha- you take a pause and actually think about it, right? So like maybe that's when your brain just kind of clicks in, like be more, you know, descriptive and like what actually are you thinking about and that kind of thing. And I feel like it's your brain kind of unwinding what that is, like what that story is and like also then amplifying it to actually be a story, right? Because it is kind of like mundane things happening here and there and like the every day, but then actually wanting to tell somebody that story is like, Oh, well, what actually did happen? Like what was interesting or what did I think about or what did I want to ask her? Um, yeah. How that comes out, which is different than when you just are in passing and are like, Oh, I want to ask her this question quick. And it's just, you know, it's, you know, some kind of jarring question that you get in the middle of the day at like two forty-five, and you're like, Oh, well, I guess <laughs> I'll get back to that later. That's a really like, question. Yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Where it's like, actually really you know yeah it sort of feels appropriate for the medium of letter writing you know yeah yes it's like i don't know if i would get around to that question that kind of question about like well and what are what are your thoughts julie my friend about twitter blah 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 like i just don't know (laughs) i just don't know if i would get to that unless we sat down and had you know, a whole catch up conversation first was like, how's your family and how's so-and-so mutual friend and how's work and how's this and how's that? Like, I feel like we would go through all of those things before then getting to like the, oh, here's a random thought. What are, what are your thoughts on X, Y, Z, you know? Right. We wouldn't like come loaded to the yeah. table with questions. Be more kind of right, right. Organic. I did find myself really very curious about the shows that you've been watching lately. If there are any shows that you're excited about, um, with the current state of the world and such things, I've decided to not watch a lot of serious shows in that sense, kind of post Americans, mm-hmm. pre whatever this fall with new TV that comes out, um, and have been re watching. Or maybe I should say watching for the first time in order, The Golden Girls, which oh, has been so just good. like absolutely spectacular. Yeah. Who's your favorite Golden Girl? I mean, it really varies on whatever day you ask me. 
I think, <laughs> you know, today it might be Dorothy because the episode that I was watching yesterday was like so amazing and like kind of surrounding her character. But then, you know, you think about Rose's stories and all this craziness and you're like, oh, Rose is my favorite. And then you're like, Blanche is just living it, right? Like Blanche is like the best. And you're just like, man, that's amazing. And Blanche is amazing. And then you're like, oh my gosh, Sophia, like, where did you come from? You know, (laughs) Sicily. You're exactly Sicily in 1922. Um, But yeah, so I've been, I've been really enjoying um, going back to that particular show. Love it. So the last time we talked to you, um, you mentioned that there were pen pal programs for seniors. So I did a little bit of research and I found one and um, it's called penpalsforseniors.org. So that's the website where anybody can go to get some information. It looks like it was started a couple of years ago and you can go on there and sort of register your your address and everything and then get linked up with um, with the senior to write letters to. And apparently, 28% of people over 65 in the U.S. live alone. And loneliness and isolation are kind of a big, you know, they're, they're really susceptible when living alone to loneliness and isolation and things like that. And so these types of pen pal writing programs are really geared toward those seniors who would like to have somebody to write letters back and forth with. But um I think there are other organizations depending on where you are located. And so anybody can do some Googling and some, some research to get information about that. But I thought that was such a great idea that you brought up last time. Yeah. And I'm glad you had the time to look that up because I meant to do that and I had not. So I'm, I'm happy that there are going to be links to those organizations. But I think it's interesting to explore the options and see like what, if someone's interested in letter writing, you know, think about what makes sense. Is it to have a challenge like, you know, like you and I did where it's like, Hey, let's just take a couple of weeks and like go gangbusters. And then, you know, maybe write letters here and there, or is it, you know, for a purpose, is it to help somebody, you know, whether it be an elderly person or someone who can't communicate with others for different. That's true. And I mean, even in our own scenario where we kind of went ham on the letter writing, the letter writing for two weeks, um, it was still exciting, right? It was like, I knew that I was going to come home and there's going to be something in the mail for me to read that I hadn't heard or that I hadn't caught up or that I hadn't known before. And so even that like kind of just like blip of joy on the map, you know, even for somebody who is, you know, in the regular world and, you know, kind of doing their own thing, it, it, the kind of element of looking forward to that. And also the surprise, right. Cause I didn't know when they were coming. I just knew that there was some, you know, that there was like a mail coming at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it was just something to look forward to. And I think, you know, circling back to, you know, either people who are elderly or people who are incarcerated or, you know, in very different circumstances, but also that that element of, you know, there is somebody that is taking the time to talk to them and to, you know, care about them for that, even just that short amount of time that they're for sure going to get when they write the letter or piece of correspondence. Um, And that goes a long way, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, so what do you think? Should we continue not at the same cadence, but should we continue (laughs) to send each other a letter or a postcard here and there? Yeah. I mean, I think it's really interesting because I love sending postcards. I try to get them wherever I can, I'll try to grab just a couple um, and then send kind of out whenever I have a free night at home and I'll be like, Oh, I'll write a couple of postcards. Um, so yeah, I, I would love to do that. Um, I think obviously one letter or mail a day is incredibly excessive for the long run. No, there's um, no way that's not sustainable for anybody. It is, no, I don't think so. <laughs> In this stage, I don't even think one email a day is sustainable for people. But that could be a whole nother challenge. Oh my gosh. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think, you know, once a month, I was what I suggested in my last letter to you. And I, you know, thinking about that now, I'm like, man, I think once a month is even a long time because it's like a month just goes by so fast, you know? And it's like, yeah. So I think, I think, I think once or whenever it makes sense. I like it. I like not having a, not having a, um, a definite time when it has to be done. You know, it's just like, you know what? When I, when I'm able, I will just write a little something and shoot it your way. There's actually a, um, there's a restaurant in town here where when they give you the bill, they give you a postcard with it. 
And then you can write on it and they'll mail it for you. Oh, that's amazing. So there's another restaurant in town here that does something very similar, but I don't think they'll mail them for you. Um, So I just take the postcards every time I go to the restaurant. I'm like, I don't know if I'm actually supposed to be taking these or if they're just using these to give out the receipts, but like I'll actually send the postcard. So I feel like it's, you know, a win-win. Yeah, I think so. So the last thing that I like to do when, when I'm having these sort of, you know, second part interviews with folks is to ask if there is a song that you are really loving right now, if there's a song that is giving you life and if you could tell us about it. Okay. So there's actually two. One I am less embarrassed about than the other. <laughs> oh, uh, we have to hear about them both for sure. So, uh, Lemon by um, N.E.R.D. featuring Rihanna. I think it came out towards the end of last year. It's really catchy. Um, the beat is amazing. And you're just like, oh, yeah, I kind of just want to jam when this song comes on. Um, so that's the one that I'm less embarrassed about. <laughs> the second one. The second one is New Light by John Mayer. And I just feel a little basic by saying, which is totally (laughs) fine. And I'm like, no judgment on other people. This is totally just judging myself. But oh my gosh, when I heard that song, I was like, wow, this is the perfect summer song of like, just kind of happiness. And I don't really care about what the lyrics say. I'm the boy in your other phone. Lighting up inside your drawer at home all alone. And in the friend zone. We talk and then you walk away. Yeah, it's just really light. It's just like I can deal with this and like I'll smile and then I'll kind of laugh at myself for really enjoying the song. And then it just makes it even better because then I like really enjoy it. So um so yeah, that's those are my two songs. Well, thank you again, Julie, so much. It was a it was a fun adventure. If you get a chance, please check out iTunes and leave a rating or review there next to Quirk and Circumstance, the podcast. To see show notes, please go to quirkandcircumstance.com. And our intro and outro music is provided by the Tartu Pop and Rock Institute.